as we gather this morning and as we look at the Bible and what it teaches us about faith from the book of James. We're in our sermon series from James on faith, and I'm going to ask you today to turn to the scripture that we're looking at, which is chapter 3, starting in verse 13. We consider what James tells us about wisdom and what we have to have in our understanding of the words of wisdom. When you begin to think about the words of wisdom, I begin to think about uh, a, a song that comes to mind, a song that you might recognize that when we find ourselves in times of trouble, we begin to hear words of wisdom, right? It comes from an old Beatles song from the 1960s. Actually, Paul McCartney wrote the song in 1969 when our nation was in turmoil, when there was a lot of things going on. And in that song, he talks about the idea that we are hearing words of wisdom. And we're all searching for those. We're all searching for what wise things can we hear that's going to help us. Well, today we're looking at James chapter 3, where James teaches the believer, teaches a follower of Christ what it means to have words of wisdom flowing from our lives. Now, we follow that up from James, the first chapter, where he talks about the tongue and speech and the importance of that. And he moves right out of that section into talking about these words of wisdom, what it means to have words of wisdom. So today, I'm going to ask you to gather, whether you have a hard Bible in front of you or an iPhone or an iPad or whatever you might have, to look together at James, the third chapter, starting in verse 13, as we consider this understanding, this idea of be wise, because that's what he tells us. Be wise in all that we're doing and all that we're saying. So if you have your Bible in front of you, let's read this passage together, and we'll come back and consider how it applies to our life. He tells us in the 13th verse of the third chapter of James, Who is wise and understanding among you? He asked that question. By his good conduct, let him show his works in the meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter jealousy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast and be false to the truth. This is not the wisdom that comes down from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. In verse 16, he continues, For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. But the wisdom from above is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, open to reason, full of mercy and good fruits, impartial and sincere. And a harvest of righteousness is sown in peace by those who make peace. In this passage, in these few verses, James really sets in motion for us the understanding of what it means to have wisdom what it means to let wisdom come out of our life and the spiritual connection of our lives as followers of Christ because James is writing to Christ's followers. He's writing to those early Christian believers who were struggling to understand what it means to follow Christ, what it means to live a life that's surrendered, a life that's disciplined, a life that's discipled by the good news of Christ. And he was helping them to understand that if that is true in their lives, then there's a difference between an understanding of how they live. And so to be wise is where he starts that 13th verse. Be wise, he said. The word wise that he's using there really has the understanding of, of 
that we are going to recognize that wisdom is coming from us from a spiritual understanding that we are making the right decisions with the facts that we have. Wisdom is making decisions. It's about how you decide about these things. Matter of fact, in this verse, he says, who is wise and understanding? That question of understanding means that you have the knowledge of things, you have the facts about things, but to be wise as a believer is how you take those facts of all the things that are going on around us and use those facts with an understanding of spiritual wisdom that is coming into our lives by the Holy Spirit that is in us. That's what James wants us to begin to understand. That's why in this dark, troubling time when things are going uh, around us in a crazy kind of way with chaos around us, that we would say we are looking for these words of wisdom that are coming from believers who are living out what it means to be followers of Christ. Let's look, as we look at this passage, let's look at what he means by a false wisdom and then we'll look together at true wisdom because that's how James does it. He takes this passage and he says, let me illustrate for you and help you understand false wisdom and then let's look at true wisdom and let's do that together. The first thing he tells us about false wisdom is that it is the reality of false wisdom that is before us. Here in verse 13, he begins to tell us about the character and the conduct that's coming out of that. He would say that our actions are going to show forth the reality of this false wisdom. In verse 13, he would tell us that good conduct, let him show works in meekness and wisdom, meekness of wisdom that's coming from our life. So it's the, the character of our life that's being put forth in this reality and the conduct. And then he, he explains the conduct as he starts verse 14 because he says, if any of you have bitter jealousy, or selfish ambition in your hearts, then at that point he would say, do not boast and be false to the truth. The word false is the wisdom that's coming out of this. It's a false wisdom, and that's where the reality is in our lives if we're not very careful. The false truths that come out of bitter jealousy, and he would help us to understand that really is envy. Now, your translation may even use the word envy. It says that I wish what I, that what I had, what that person has, or I wish I could be like that person. It's that jealousy that comes out. It really is about taking on everything around us and saying, my opinion about that is the greatest, that I, what I want is what I want, and what I want is right. And James says that is false wisdom. That's not a wisdom that's coming from the Lord, that conduct of that bitter jealousy or bitter envy that leads us to selfish ambitions, trying to make sure what we do, who we are, is more important than anything else. And goes on to tell us that inside that, the resources that, that's coming from that false wisdom, he tells us, is coming down from, not from above, but is earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. It's coming from the world, it's natural, and it's coming from the devil himself. So he tells us this, this false wisdom that we have, that we take in our minds, is not something that God would have for us. Matter of fact, it's just the opposite. It's coming from the earthly things around us, the natural things around us, even coming from Satan himself. So it would allow us then to evaluate our lives, how we respond, how we react, the wisdom that we want to give to other people or what we say related to what other people are doing or saying, we have to be very careful that it's not a false wisdom because wisdom, remember, is taking the facts 
and being able to make decisions that are based on those facts. Now, he goes on to tell us that there are some results that comes out of that. And that result, he said, for when jealousy and selfish ambition are going to exist, there you have disorder and every vile practice. Now, think about that for a moment as it relates to our families, as it relates to our relationships, as it relates to our work relationships, as it relates to things that are going around us. Begin to question in our own minds and heart our own wisdom and how we take what we think. Is it really coming out of jealousy and selfish ambition? Is everything about what we desire? And he says, if it is, it's going to produce for us a vile practice. So as we evaluate that in our families, how does that relate to you and what might be going on in your home, might be going on in your relationships at work, those struggles, those conflicts. Matter of fact, in chapter 4, he's going to talk about those conflicts that come before us. James is going to hit that head on. But it comes out of us as believers and where we are and our understanding and practice of false wisdom. Now, just as James gives this understanding of false wisdom, he moves us then to begin thinking about true wisdom, a wisdom that's coming from above. And he does all that just in, in two verses. In verse 17 and 18, he helps us to understand what this true wisdom is. So if you have your Bible, look at that if you will. Because he says that the wisdom from above, he's giving us the understanding that the Spirit is giving into our lives as believers this wisdom that is coming from the heavenly places. And he said the first thing about this wisdom is that it is pure. Now, the wisdom that he talks about, the word that he uses there is holy. It's a moral understanding that we are right with God. So, truthfully, our affection of wisdom, our affection to give us heavenly wisdom, is coming from our relationship to God. It is based on what Christ has done for us on the cross, raised from the dead, that we in our lives have that relationship with God through Christ. And because of that, that heavenly wisdom from above is pure in our lives. It's holy for you and for me as followers of Christ. Which gives us great word, great confidence of all that God is doing, right? A great understanding of what he wants to do in our life to provide for us the spiritual wisdom that we can have in decision-making in all areas and all things in your life. Man, that's good news for us today. That God wants that for us. He has provided that for us. So James says that if we're going to have true wisdom, the affection of our wisdom is on God, coming from above. And then he says we take on the attitude of true wisdom. If our affection of true wisdom is God, then our attitude of true wisdom is going to come in these characteristics that he gives us here in this next verse. In verse 17, he says to us, then, because we are pure and holy in our spiritual wisdom, then he says, we are peaceable. The word peaceable, meaning peace-loving, being able to have a desire for uh, peace in our lives and peace in our relationships. So, see, we can take these words here in this verse and we begin to evaluate our own lives. We begin to say, well, where am I in this? Am I peaceable? Am I about 
being the kind of person who's getting spiritual wisdom so that I might be peace-loving. The second word that he uses is the word gentle. The word simply means not harsh. It means that I am being a considerate person. Are you being a considerate person? Do we consider the people in our lives and what they are saying and how they are responding? That's what James is asking of the early Christian brothers. He's asking them as a family of God, are they being consistent of others and considerable of other people around them? That's so important in his world. That's so important in our world. How we consider what other people are saying and doing and how we respond to that so that peace is coming out of our lives, so that we're peaceable as we live. He goes on to say, not only then are you having an attitude that's peaceable, that's gentle, but one that is open to reason. The open to reason that he uses here is the idea of a submission to the other person, being submissive to other people around us so that we are willing to learn from them. It's most difficult to try to work with someone who has already made up their mind, who has their own opinion, who knows what they believe is the right way, and all those things that happen. James is saying, no, with spiritual wisdom, you would say, I want to be teachable in all these things. And his encouragement to us that we would be that kind of people. So we're open to reason, and then we're full of mercy. Mercy, as he's talking about here, is compassion. We're not looking to be offended by what other people might say or do, even though it might be offensive. That's not what he's saying that spiritual wisdom brings about. Spiritual wisdom brings about compassion because it's also, according to his word, not only full of mercy, but full of good fruits. And those fruits that he's talking about may be the fruits of the Spirit that is listed by Paul, or it may simply be back the deeds that are coming out of our life, the conduct that is happening out of our lives. So he gives us that as an understanding. And then he says that this wisdom also coming from above is impartial and sincere. His last two words in verse 17, impartial, without prejudice, and sincere gentleness, open, caring. All these words together help you and me to understand that our lives that are being filled from above with spiritual wisdom guide us and lead us somewhere. So if our affection for a spiritual wisdom is on God and our attitude becomes what he has told us here in verse 17 of James 3, I would hope that you would look at these verses I would hope you would commit some of these verses to memory because they're so important for our spiritual lives. And then it, it gives us an ambition that we're heading toward. What, are, what is our ambition in life? What are we trying to accomplish with spiritual wisdom? James tells us. He tells us in verse 18, so that a harvest of righteousness. Now what he's talking about, a harvest of righteousness, is understanding God's will in our lives. As we have this harvest, this, this gathering of right things, this gathering of righteousness. Don't you love that phrase? Don't you love what he tells us in that? Then, then we have a harvest. Man, it means the, the production of all the fruit has been amazing and the harvest is overflowing. The harvest of what? The harvest of righteousness in our lives. Righteousness that's going to be sown in peace by those who make peace. And we would say, where does that peace come from? How do we have that kind of peace? It's not simply by the attitudes that he has told us, 
but it really is by the affection that we have on God that we see in Christ Jesus our Lord. Because James is always pointing back to that. He's pointing back to that beginning verse where he talks about Jesus as his master, as one he has committed his life to. And because of his commitment to Christ, it brings about this harvest of righteousness and peace into our lives. So today, my challenge to all of us, as we consider these passages, as we consider this understanding of being wise, as we listen to words of wisdom, let's do so with an understanding that it points to Christ. That because of what he has done on the cross for all people who need salvation, what he has done being raised from the dead so that we might have life, that he has conquered sin and death for us, that in that we might have peace in our lives and we might proclaim peace to those around us. Peace that is in Christ and Christ alone. Let's pray together today. Father, we thank you so much for your love to us. We thank you for Jesus who died on the cross, rose from the dead, that we might be at peace with you. We thank you for these words of wisdom that come from James today. And our prayer would be that we would live that out in our conduct and in our character because of Jesus in us. In his name we pray, amen.